If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Hello. Today I am presenting a special interview with composer Kevin Kleesh, who has composed music for Sophia the First on Disney Junior and Tangled the series on Disney, the Disney Channel. Please join me on this special episode of Soundtrack Alley. Today, I've got Kevin Kleesh on an interview with his nominations for an Emmy on the children's show Sophia the First from Disney Junior, as well as his work on Tangled the series from the Disney Channel. This is my first time being able to interview a composer directly out of the Disney categories. Kevin has done orchestration for over 100 films and is still doing much of the orchestration on Curran's films as well. Without further delay, let me introduce the interview and hope you enjoy it along with me. Hello, uh, this is Randy Andrews on the Soundtrack Alley podcast. Um, today I've got Kevin Kleesh. Did I say that right? You sure did. All right. Well, I've got Kevin Kleesh with me today, and um, recently he's been nominated for... Um, some Emmy Awards, um, and you've already won a couple, haven't you? Uh, I won one uh, two years ago. I uh, got nominated for some total of four now, three daytime and one primetime. Nice, nice. Um, so, Kevin, how did you get started in fil- in composing for film and television? Uh, well, it started out, I came out here to L.A. back in 1996, I want to say, and I wanted to do composing for film and TV. Uh, it doesn't always work out the way you intended, so <laughs> I did a bunch of assisting when I first came out here, assisting other composers, mm-hmm. and um, to make a long story short, I wound up uh, becoming known as an orchestrator um, instead of a composer, and my career took a sort of a turn, and I, I've uh, worked on many films as an orchestrator for the past 17 years, um, 
while sort of waiting my turn to do composing. Ah. Um, and uh, over the past, I would say, six years, uh, has uh, my career taken a turn towards composing, and I've slowly given up the orchestration in favor of composing. Mm-hmm. All right. So in in line with the orchestration, I notice on your website that you have over 100 credits for orchestration on various different films. And some of those films are really awesome works of, you know, movies and everything. So I'd like to ask, what is the process to work on that part of composing? Or what exactly is orchestration? Well, what an orchestrator does is take the basic sketch from a composer uh, when a composer doesn't have time to write all the parts for the orchestra members himself. So, for example, when I worked on Tangled with Alan Menken, uh, Alan is, uh, he just writes everything on piano because he doesn't know really how to, uh, to write for the full orchestra himself. So he just sends me all of his score cues on piano. So then it's up to me to assign all of those uh, piano demos to the orchestra members. So it, I choose, um, so one section will go to the strings, I'll choose an oboe for a, a solo melody, um, then the brass will support, I'll choose some percussion for, um, for chase scenes, you know, it's, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's what an orchestrator does. So I will take the composer's sketches and assign them to the orchestra, and I'll assign dynamics. Um, I'll assign. I'll make sure that all of the sections are playable and not out of range. I'll make sure that the fingerings can be played by the the players. Uh, so it. Um, I have to have a good grasp of what is playable, what is not playable by each member of uh, the section of of the orchestra. Wow, that's that's quite a process. Um, yeah. So, when when looking at these various different films, uh, were some of them really complex to have to prepare for the orchestration? Yeah, there were some of them. Um, working for some composers is a little bit less laborious than others. Um, I've had some composers that have sent me complete. Um, mock-up sketches of the orchestration where I don't really have to do that much. All I have to do is take what they've given me uh, and just put it down on paper. A good example of that is John Powell. Mm. He He's a big fan of, of doing all of his or, own orchestration, and then it's just up to me to take what he gives me and put it down on paper and make sure all the, uh, the ranges are playable um, and just put in dynamics um, according to what I hear from his his uh, his demo, um, so that's that kind of work is a lot less uh, labor intensive than somebody say like Alan, who gives me a piano demo and then it's up to me to actually craft it from from uh, from the ground up and I also have to do the the orchestral mock up where I'll have to do it on computer and play it back for the directors and or producers and or studio. So that that kind of movie such as Tangled or Frozen, uh, actually Frozen uh, was done by Christoph Beck and he does all of his own mock-ups as well. So that wasn't as 
labor intensive, but certainly Tangled was where I had to do all of the, the mock-ups myself because uh, Alan doesn't do that. Um, so certain films, yes, are um, much more labor intensive than others. Yeah, that's uh, it's a really fascinating process because you have to actually think about what uh, pieces of the orchestra actually need to go into the actual score. Right. And, I mean, that just blows my mind in some ways because it's like it it takes me a while to figure out what the uh, ideas and notes are for just one instrument, let alone, say, an 80-piece orchestra. Right. So um, that's really phenomenal. Uh, no, one, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the the things I, I noted was that you've been nominated for um, the limited series or uh, the series, and you've had your third nom- Emmy nomination for Sophia the First, and now that's put out by Disney. And yes. how did you feel to be nominated four times for an Emmy on the work of Sophia the First? It's amazing just to be nominated to to get the recognition from the Academy and especially for a, a kid's TV show. You know, it's our demographic is young children from three to seven. So to be included in that in that group by your peers is just it still blows me away today. You know, five years after having started work on the TV show. So I'm just humbled by by you know the recognition from the academy it's i'm truly grateful for for the um the nomination yeah so it's i'm sorry go ahead no you you're just fine i'm sorry <laughs> uh but that's you know that's really impressive and uh one of the things i wanted to ask you is how did you arrive at the right sound for sophia the first uh, I had gotten the job for Sophia because of my work on Tangled. Okay. They had heard what I did with Alan on the the, uh, the mock-ups and the work, the orchestration I did for Tangled. And when they were looking for a composer on Sophia, they um, the editor on Tangled recommended me to Disney for Sophia because they were looking for a composer to bring that same type of sound that we did on Tangled to Sophia. They never wanted it to sound like a kid's TV show. They wanted it to sound like that big, lush Disney orchestral uh, scoring that Disney's known for. And so I didn't have much of a challenge in terms of the direction that I, I wanted it to take because they already told me, we want it to sound the same as you've done on Tangled. So... Uh, I already knew the direction that it had to go, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I stumbled a little bit in the beginning, just trying to get the right tone uh, to get in the right headspace of of the princess, rather than the actual visuals on the screen. In the beginning, I I was taking it a little bit too uh, testosterone heavy, <laughs> oh. rather than being in the yeah. space of a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I had to dial it back a bunch in the very beginning of of the series, but, um, but I eventually got, got the sound, uh, close enough to what they wanted that they were happy. 
Yeah, uh, that's a. I mean, some of the cues that uh, you had sent uh, were really impressive. Uh, I could see like some of the cues, like there's a chase cue, and then there's the one in the hidden library, and um, there's a couple others. I I can't think of them off the top of my head. I don't have that in front of me. Um, but uh, I was I was really noting that some of those cues uh, are uh, really strong and uh, almost movie like. Yeah, we never we never wanted it to sound anything but like anything but a movie. Uh, my director had always told me that he said he said every episode is going to have uh, this story arc to it, and we want it to sound just like a movie. Um, and he, he said, let's never make this sound like we're pandering towards three-year-olds. <laughs> so, so I always wanted it to, to, to give it that Disney magic. Mm-hmm. There, there, my director and, and the music department over at Disney always tell me whenever I'm working on like adding touches to the so- to a song, they'll say, can you just bring in your Disney magic? <laughs> and, uh, that's just, that's code for, you know, give it that extra touch that, that we all know, you know, that, mm-hmm. that sound, that over the top, uh, shimmer that, that we all, we all identify with whenever we hear a Disney a song or a, a score. Yeah. Um, so like who has been your influence for composing music, whether it's been for composing for Disney or for other, uh, projects? Uh, well, I have, a lot of influences in terms of, uh, composers. I mean, hands down, number one is John Williams. Um, he, he was, I mean, I grew up listening to star Wars. I wore the grooves out of the LP growing up. Mm -hmm. I broke a couple of records, I think, because I wore the grooves out so much. Um, and, uh, he's number one. I've had numerous others, James Horner, Jerry Goldsmith, Mm -hmm. Bruce, Bruce Broughton. Um, those are the, the, the film guys I, I listen to. I don't listen to a whole lot of other things in terms of, of music. I just, I listen to just pretty much film scores. That's, you know, to, for me to, to do well in my field, I might as well study other composers in my field. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't listen to a lot of classical music. I don't listen to a lot of pop music, rock. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I went to um, the Berklee College of Music in Boston, where they shoved jazz down my throat. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm I'm pretty well versed in jazz, but um, I don't get a lot of chance to use it on Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's um, y- you know I, I I've done a lot of studying of of John Williams and Goldsmith, you know all of the composers, and I have a lot of their scores and. Uh, those uh they've heavily influenced me over the years ah okay uh so what do you find the most fun to compose for uh television or film uh i haven't done a whole lot of composing for film i don't have a lot of credits in terms of um full-length features i do have a few dc comics movies oh yeah the uh justice league war and superman unbound Right, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a couple of those. Um, the difference between doing TV and those is they generally give you a little bit more time to mm-hmm. do the movies. Um, 
I'll have, I don't know, a couple of months to do the movies. Whereas TV shows, they give you like, I, I have two weeks basically to do an episode and then I get another one immediately following. So I wow. haven't really had a break in my schedule for at least five years. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because the Sophia franchise has just, I mean, we don't take breaks except for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody kind of takes a week off at Christmas and that's about it. And then um, I, I have to ask for one one week off during during the year, which is usually in July. But that's about it. And then, you know, the rest of the year, I'm just working constantly. So that's the big difference between movies and TV. And I'm just used to writing for TV because I've been doing it for five years straight now. Yeah. And um, so your question, do I prefer writing for TV or movies? Um, I guess the, the answer would be TV because I'm so used to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But when you when you have composed for say Justice League War or even Superman Unbound, um, or I noted even that you've done the film scoring or the TV scoring for Thundercats, the new updated uh, Thundercats. Right. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about some of those different types of genres of action cues or? Well, those those were a lot of fun to do. The the Thundercats was was great fun to do. It was science fiction meets fantasy, um, and I um, my direction on that was um, from the producers. They wanted that to sound like Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Rings, the uh, the updated version um, mm-hmm. that uh, Howard Shore had done. So um, that gave me a chance to break out that big science fiction fantasy genre that uh, I'm a huge fan of. And, um, you know, I went back and listened to a lot of the, the, um, the scores from the eighties and the nineties as well. And mm-hmm. kind of pattern, pattern my, um, my, uh, score after a lot of, a lot of those scores, because that's what I was asked to do. Um, and I, you know, I love that genre. I love writing in that genre. Um, I don't get to write a whole lot in that genre for Sophia. Uh, so that, that was a nice change. That's nice. That's really good. Um, one thing I, I wanted to ask, I know this is probably really putting you on the spot, but do you have an all-time favorite film score? That's uh, mm, yeah, kind of hard to say. I, I have so many favorites. Um, I well, do I, know... I could give sorry, you mine. What? I could give you mine. It's, uh, What's that? Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan with That's uh, a very good, good choice. Horror. Yeah. I Excellent mean, choice. It's, it's probably uh, one of my favorites, so. Yeah. I I can tell you I big a big big influence in my uh my my career was uh the score to Tron by Wendy Carlos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was first of all I, I think it was a brilliant score in, from a compositional standpoint. And from a purely technical standpoint, it was also just, it was one of the first scores where uh, she used um, electronics and uh, orchestra together. Jerry Goldsmith was using electronics and orchestra as well, but Wendy Carlos had, had used them um, in a, in a completely different way than Jerry Goldsmith was using them. And I, uh, I just, I was blown away because I was a big video game nerd back 
back in 1982. Mm-hmm. And that was, that just, both the, the film itself, I must have watched the film, I don't know, over a hundred times. And uh, again, I wore out the grooves on that LP as well, numerous <laughs> times. Um, and I still listen to it today because it, it's, it's still, to me, and has a certain groundbreaking quality to it, even what are we, 20, 25, 35 years later? Yeah, it's, so, it was 1982, yeah. so... 82, yeah. Yeah, so it's been yeah. a while. Um, so that was that was definitely one of my favorites. That's fantastic. Um, Tron is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> so um, if you had... or I know that currently you've been working on Sophia the First. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have another project in coming up in the future for composing for yourself? Well, I'm also working on another Disney property right now called Tangled. Mm-hmm. It's it's a continuation of the movie, but they turned it into a TV series. Okay. And right now, that's airing on the Disney Channel, and it's called uh, appropriately enough Tangled the series. Um, it was introduced, I think, on March 10th with uh, a 60-minute TV show, TV movie, called Tangled Before Ever After. Mm-hmm. And then that introduced the series, and now the series is currently running as we speak on the Disney Channel every Friday night. Wow. So I think it's we're up to, I think it's on its fifth episode right now, but I'm working on like the tenth episode. We're about five episodes ahead. Well, that's always a plus. You know, when... I do my podcast, I always try to be at least three or four ahead, so that way I can judge if something's going to go wrong in my own life. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you never know, you know. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's that's one of the big questions is sometimes to ask, you know, what is your next project? Right, well, I can tell you two TV shows definitely keep me way, way too busy. Yeah. I imagine. Do you have a family? I do. Yeah? I do. Seeing them is a challenge. Oh, I imagine. Because you're probably in your studio a lot. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm in my studio. I'm, I'm, uh, I start work at about uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, finish at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then uh, try and spend time with the family and, you know, take the kids to the after-school activities, do their homework with them, that kind of thing. That's fantastic. You know, it's it's really good to see that you can find the, uh, the right balance to be able to do what you love, but also enjoy being able to be around your family as well. Well, that's extremely important. I mean, without it, you know, I'd, I'd probably be... <laughs> A single man again. <laughs> My wife would divorce me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kevin, I, I don't have any more questions for you. Um, I mean, we covered a lot of bases here, and I really want to thank you for this interview. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to interview a composer like yourself. And so I'd like to ask, where can people follow you? Uh, right now, I do have a website. Uh, it's kevincleach.com. Uh, I, right now, there's just links to the projects I've worked on. Uh, I'm currently working on getting some audio up there. There's nothing up there right now. 
Uh, there's also, you can go on IMDb to check out the list of stuff I've worked on. Um, and that's about it right now. Of course, you can tune into Disney Junior for Sophia the First. You can tune into Disney Channel for Tangled the Series if you'd like to hear what I'm up to. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for your time. And I know you're uh, quite busy with uh, doing these uh, television scores. So uh, thank you once again, and uh, have a good day. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. In interviewing Kevin Cleish, it's good to note about the orchestration of films. As was pointed out, he used bass cues that were not complete and brought out the orchestra instruments for the musical scores. This is an excellent example in line with different movies that uh, have been used. Such films as Tangled, I have an example for us. What I'd like to play is first the piano version of I See the Light from Tangled, and then we'll compare it to the orchestrated version of the same music, now fully integrated with all the orchestra instruments inserted into the score. This will show how there is a difference. So now, let's play that.
So you saw how the piano version was going, and so now let's play the full orchestrated version and see the difference. We can tell that there's a lot of work that goes into orchestrating a film, 
Kevin was kind enough to provide some cues from Sophia the First, as well as a cue from Tangled the series. So I'd like to be able to play those for us, so that way you can enjoy those very cues, and I've created a suite for the Sophia the First, and so now I'll play that.
I'd like to play the one cue that was from Tangled, the series, and it takes place really in the Tangled universe before she chopped off her hair, which, spoiler alert, she does in the end of the movie. So now, let's play that. Thank you. 
I'd like to let you know that Kevin Kleesh has also done the scoring for Justice League War and Superman Unbound. Both fil- films have a cinematic feel to them. Here are some examples of how Kevin can bring the score to life and draw us into the DC Universe. I'll play two suites of music from Superman Unbound, and then after that, I'll be playing two suites from Justice League War. First here is the first suite of Superman Unbound, illustrating how the music gives us this feeling of adventure and space and technology that reveals Brainiac. So now, let's play the first suite.
Next, I've got the second suite to Superman Unbound, and it really ties up the movie in a fine way, and Kevin Cleese really brings the score to life, bringing out these different instruments and showing us the dread and accomplishment of the hero. So now we'll play that.
The music of Justice League War is what Justice League the movie should be. It has the adventure and excitement needed for an epic film such as Justice League. Also, the DC movies that are animated seem to be far superior to the ones that exist in our time right now. So first, I'd like to play the first suite of the Justice League War soundtrack.
The last cue I'll play for you today is my Justice League War Suite 2, and I've really enjoyed this soundtrack. I've even added it to my playlist when I'm working on blog writing or constructing a script for my podcast. I'd like to thank Kevin Kleesh for the interview on my show. I'd like to thank Trekker Talk for the po- shout out on their podcast. Thank you, Darren and Ruth. I'd also like to thank Jillian Orwall for the fantastic intro for my show. And you can follow my show on iTunes and Podbean. Be sure to check out the Podcast Arcade Network for some great nerdy shows. Also check out my blog at SoundtrackAlley.net. See you next time, and happy listening.
thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley, the podcast. I hope you take some time to review my podcast on iTunes and also listen to it on Podbean. And if you leave a review or rating on there, it'll help us get noticed on iTunes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley Spotlight. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Also, if you want to leave a comment, question, or concern, please email me at soundtrackalley at gmail.com and enjoy looking at my blog at soundtrackalley.com.